0: Let me just tell you a little bit about me so you know why I'm here and why would I do what I do. I live just north of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, my husband and I have eight children and six grandchildren. And in 1995, I was a patient in a mental hospital. So welcome to your afternoon session. So that's my story. And I hope you won't think I'm too flip about mental illness. But if you do, as I always say, that's my story. That's how I share it. And that's the story that brings me to you today. So welcome friends to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 23. Today's hug, how can we be okay when everything else around us is not okay? My guest today is Angela Howe, and I am Dr. Tammy West here every week to bring you tips on living a life that brings you mental and emotional well-being. Whew, it has sure taken Angela and me a bit of time to have this chat. And the wonderful thing is that the timing could not be more perfect. She sent me a few thoughts, and then we just let it flow, and I know it'll speak to you in whatever way you need to hear it. And Angela and I met at church, I think it's been six, maybe close to seven years ago, and we became fast friends. We have been through lots of ups and downs together, and I admire her tenacity and her desire to grow so much. So let me read her bio, and we will jump right in. Angela Howell is a wellness and success expert who has allowed adversity to be her greatest teacher. When a work injury ended her award-winning sales career, she reinvented herself as a photographer, a writer, and an abstract artist of all things. Angela is the best-selling author of Finding the Gift, Daily Meditations for Mindfulness to which you can find the link in the show notes, by the way. She is also a national speaker and a transformation coach, and she uses her own coaching program called A Life Worth Having to help clients create that life. She's passionate about wellness and success, and she's been seen in publications like Fast Company, Cosmopolitan, Yahoo News, and she was a former contributor to Huffington Post. Angela is devoted to inspiring people to find renewed passions for living, loving, working, playing, and of course, just being. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Angela Howell. I love the stuff you sent me. And you know, with us, just like before, it's just us chatting and having some interesting tips to share with people along the way um what like what made you think of this yesterday
1: yeah i mean i'm just you know going through life stuff uh right now like we all do from time to time and so when you asked about a topic i thought you know what is something that i can share from authentically um you know for me and i hear i had a thing happen with somebody um a reader slash friend two weeks ago that um, was sarcastic with me that basically if I have, it was something to the effect, if I have life struggle, then when I do author stuff, I'm a hypocrite. <gasps> yeah, it was yeah. really difficult. And I, I have always um, attempted to make sure on my, you know, author speaker platform that that I'm speaking to me, I, I wrote my book for me, mm-hmm. I'm speaking, I'm always on the track to learn and to do, you know, to, to. I'm speaking to me first. And if anybody else gets something out of it, that's great. And, and so on my, my newsletter, my email last week, mm-hmm. I had a little snippet of, you know, just, just if, if I've said it once, I, I've said it a thousand times, I'm writing all of this advice type stuff, inspiration type, type stuff, because my soul needs to hear it. And so Sorry, that's kind of a long answer, but so the topic came to me how to be okay when everything is not okay, because that's what I'm in the middle of right now. Um, wow. Some days I do better than others, um, on trying to get okay.
0: Well, someone needed to hear that. And someone um can I share this with you real sure, quick that was because this is the second story that I have heard within a week that isn't a similar. I did a webinar with a someone, um a a while back. And she called me, trying to I don't want to reveal anybody's identity, but she called me shortly after because on the webinar she shared that she used to struggle with this particular area of identity and, and self esteem that we were talking about. So she shared with the with on the webinar, it wasn't scripted. She was like, you know, I really used to struggle with that. I'm better now, but I really used to struggle. Apparently a colleague contacted her and said, oh, it was a great session, but I'm not sure you really should have shared that because that might've made you look weak. And mm. I said, oh my gosh, you need to, to shake the dust off your sandals and you need to walk away from that because, and, and whatever just happened with you, that is not, that is just not real life at all. So I'm sorry for both of you, you know, that that happened. Well, thank
1: you. I, I, there's a phrase that I, I love, lead with your weakness, because that's how we connect with people. I I don't want the pressure of being some inspirational expert that people look to that has to put on this facade of living a perfect life. And in, in my newsletter last week, I said something to the effect of, unfortunately, just because you write an inspirational book does not mean life challenges stop happening to you, and you get smooth sailing from then on. Mm-hmm. I wish, but no, that's not how it happens. And so, you know, I'm. I love the thing we're in this together. I know people use it all the time, and it's cliche. But, but I, I don't want to be on a pedestal. I, mm-hmm. I want to be um, one among many people who are on this journey um, towards wholeness, wellness, well-being, joy, all of that stuff.
0: Yes. And One of my favorite Bible books is called Bad Girls of the Bible. And the premise mm-hmm. is, you know, I don't, for, for the author, I can't remember her name. I'll probably put it in the show notes because it was really inspirational for me is, you know, I don't learn anything from the stories or as much from the stories in the Bible of the women who did everything perfect. It's the ones who messed up that make me go, yes, and she was still okay, you know, mm-hmm. so I love this topic, how to be okay when everything is not okay. Um, And you had some, you had some really good points in there. You know, Angela sent me some ideas before we got ready to talk. So, and if you're, if you're listening now, we, Angela and I, we have chats, we have conversations, we don't have interviews. Um, Mm -hmm. And we just know that there are things that we can share that will help. Um, Tell, tell me then just a little bit, you gave me like a few snippets of things, about how to be okay when everything is not okay. Does one, I have some questions by the way that I want to ask you, but does something stand out for for women or people in particular who are, are listening and going through tough times?
1: Is it- I guess the first thing that came for me when I was jotting down some, some ideas that we might talk about was, was this sense of, I, I grew up with this sense that everything is going to work out and that's a gift. However, I have noticed lately that I think everything's going to work out in the future, you know? And and so I joked in our notes that I'm sure by the time I'm 80, (laughs) you know, things are going to be pretty good, but I have less practice trusting that things are already working out right now. And so that's kind of a new thing that I'm sitting with. And um, I saw this quote and I'll read it um, really quick. He does not believe who does not live according to his belief. That's Thomas Fuller. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because I can profess to have belief, for instance, that, that things are working for my good and things are going to work out. But if my day-to-day activities and thoughts suggest um, something different, do I really believe what I profess to believe? Mm. And I've just been sitting with that for a couple of weeks. Okay, say it again and then I'm
0: gonna ask you to send it to me and we okay, will
1: put it. The we will quote? Put it in yes. Yeah, I found that after I remembered. And so he does not believe who does not live according to his belief. And it's by Thomas Fuller.
0: You know, I'm not sure that I got the full impact because you said you joked. And it, it's funny because I so, so what Angela sent me in the notes was, for instance, I knew everything will work out by the time I'm 80, but how can I cultivate the belief that these things are in the process of working out for me right now, which that's another good quote question, Angela, we'll put that in the show notes. But when I read it, I didn't read it as kind of like funny or anything like that. I was like, that really struck me. And then when you just wrote, read that quote, um, I never thought of it that way because I do the same thing too. I, I I profess to have this belief. Well, I know it's going to work out, but but there's this weird future timeline that I'm not that it's then, not now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't know, I'm not even putting my words very well here, but that just really struck me.
1: Yeah. No. I, I you're making sense to me. Then that's exactly what I'm talking about. Is is you know is believing that for today for today when it doesn't feel good instead of it's easy to believe that in 20 years things are going to work out that that's just more of a pie in the sky profession but when you dial it down to things are working out even right now as we speak although it doesn't feel good can I trust that this is part of what's going to take me where I want to be 20 years from now
0: that's part of the process,
1: right? Well,
0: I'm going to throw something out at you, okay? Okay. And I've said it before. I don't know if you've ever heard me say it, but let let's take an let's let's think of an example of something tough someone might be going through. Um, maybe a loved one is seriously ill. Is that a good? I mean, is that one? Sure. Week? Okay. Because sure. I have several family members. Um, some of you might know. So let's say you have one someone that's ill. And so what we're, what you're saying right now on what has hit me is is We're saying, okay, it's easy or easier to think it'll work out in the future, but am I living that every day? Okay. Do you think part of what might hold us back from living that way every day and what I'm thinking you mean by living that way every day is being positive, not getting down, not getting depressed, not, is that what you mean? Well, I
1: should clarify because, because I don't think that's, that's totally accurate. Okay, let's um, go there first
0: then. Explain. Yes.
1: So that's this brings me to another thing that I'm living with and and writing about, talking about, is holding two ends of the spectrum at the same time. So for instance, my ideal day in the midst of the things that I'm walking through might be to allow myself sadness or anger or grief, you know, whatever the feelings I'm having while holding trust that things are working out. So it's not one or the other. It's both. Well, then what does trust look like? For me, trust has nothing to do with the emotions I'm feeling about what's going on. We're human beings and we're going to have these emotions. But trust, for me, well, what, I, what I make up that that would feel like is not letting myself go into utter despair. Despair okay. is different than sadness. You know, some the sadness, grief, fear, anger. Despair is is a is a level different, a deeper. It's okay. like taking those things but going deeper because I have removed hope and trust.
0: Okay, then, well, this is going to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so for those of us, Angela and I are both Christians. You know, we we are. Christ followers, and so no matter what your belief system is, hang with us here because it's it's important. So those of us who who are we believe in the Bible, we believe in having joy in all things. So of course, allowing you know, of course, allowing sadness, and you've heard me talk about this before. Jesus felt sad. Jesus cried, and there we're going to have all these emotions. We're also supposed to experience joy. So do you see part of that? believing right now that it's going to work out also includes the emotion of joy alongside the sadness
1: and the anger? I think it definitely could and the hope would be that it would. And so that's maybe another thing that for me I have to look at is, is am I willing to allow some joy today to go right alongside with the sadness I feel? Um, because those are two things that I've had a hard time allowing both. Or mm-hmm. if something's going on, then I can only feel the bad feelings or the, you know, the, and I don't, I don't like to say good or bad feelings, but I can only feel the, the sadness, the anger, the, the depression, or, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's almost like I'm, I'm something in my head says I'm, um, if I have some joy, I'm saying that doesn't matter. I'm saying that that's not as bad as it feels or or something. And that's just a lie. I mean, you know, it's so sometimes I have to, to pray for the willingness to allow joy into the dark Mm -hmm. places. And that takes me full circle
0: back to what I was getting at when I talked about someone in our lives having, being ill or whatever the situation is. It seems like if we allow any joy in that it's almost like we really don't care about that situation. And I know Mm -hmm. that's a lie, Mm -hmm. but like if, if you're going through something terrible and you walk throughout your day and you have a smile and you might even laugh, well then do you care? You Mm -hmm. know, is it not as hard as you say? Is it, it's a really, it's a very complex uh, thing that we're dealing with trying to process difficult
1: situations. Don't you think? It's very absolutely complex. then this this reminds me of an extreme example but when i lost my brother uh, almost 3 years ago uh, for the longest time i felt that i was somehow dishonoring him mm. if i had a moment of joy or happiness that that to honor him properly i needed to be sad all the time for for a good long while and i think i i've lost you know a few other people where i remember feeling that that you know you, you can't be happy i mean we just lost you know this person and and i'm just learning that everything can coexist because we're such complex beings that we have pieces of joy and pieces of sadness and grief yes. and anger and depression all at the same time and and it's okay mm-hmm. it doesn't mean one's one's you know we're not negating the other thing but in my mind i often have believed that i was
0: Yes, and sometimes, too, you know, people will feed into that because you may not hear it toward you, but you might hear a couple people having a conversation and maybe being a little critic, critical and gossipy of someone else saying, oh, well, her husband just passed and she's just out having coffee and laughing. Can you
1: believe that? Right. 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 Yes, I'm guilty of thinking stuff like that about other people and um, and then guilty of Not so much uh, as much what I allow myself to think because I don't want to feel happy, for instance, if it's going to mean that this thing, I'm less angry about this, but also I don't want anybody to judge me. If they know that I should be angry or I should be uh, Mm. sad, then, you know, I have to check myself like, um, am I worried about what they think if I do something that's different than what I think they expect me to be feeling, you know, right now. So. It's very com- complicated. It is,
0: and and readers, you will have all of this available in your show notes that I'm about to tell you. you know Angela, as far as Angela's contact, social media, things like that. Um, she has written a best selling book called Finding a Gift, and in that book, and through that book, and before that book, and after that book, she tries to look for the gift in life. So when you told me this was going to be our topic today. Um, How can we be okay when everything around us is not? You had some tips. Um, And I think what we just talked about was a huge one, you know, trying not to just tell yourself that you must feel a certain way or you must act a certain way that your feelings can all coexist, right? Mm -hmm. Is that sort of maybe?
1: Right, right. That would definitely be uh, one that I don't think I sent to you, but has come out in this conversation that's really important, which I guess goes back to our self-talk, and worrying about what other people think about how we should be feeling in the midst of things when everything is not okay. Well, you, you had some really good
0: tips, and I don't know if you want to jump to those and sure. maybe give us a couple. Um, how, how can we be okay when things are not okay? What do we do, Angela?
1: Well, one of the things that I I jotted down and I have it somewhere in my, my book, which my book is, you know, little daily meditations for mindfulness. So there's just a nugget every day, but somewhere maybe September, um, I talk about a friend who has this, uh, she calls it her end of the world journal. And, um, I was going to shout out to her name, but I, I guess I won't. Um, But so she writes down the things that she goes through in her life that are feeling like it's the end of the world. And then as she moves through those things, she writes how it worked out. And so when -hmm. when other end of the world hard times come, she goes back to her journal and she's able to read through situation after situation that she felt as hopeless and despairing. And then it worked out. Now, I'm not saying she always got what she wanted, but things worked out. She It didn't kill her. It wasn't um, the end of the world. It was not the end of the world. Somehow, some way it took a turn and, she, you know, she navigated through it and, and moved past it. So I wrote down, um, revisiting those, you know, we don't all, we haven't all started that journal. So we can't just whip that book out. We can either start one or we can just sit down and, and journal and think about, you know, when, when else in my life, was it really difficult? And Mm -hmm. I, at the time, you know, didn't see the the reason for it. I didn't see a way out and, you know, how did it work out? What did I do? Um, You know, but the bottom line is to prove to ourselves that things did work out. And I put in here, that's a way of renewing our faith muscle. When our faith is starting to feel weak and we're lacking trust um, we can go back to evidence of where things worked out. And, and uh, I'm an analytical person. And so evidence is powerful, combating my negative, despairing thoughts mm-hmm. to go back and say, oh, look, yep, that worked out. And that worked out. And oh, wow, this one, who could have even picked how great that was going to work out. So that helps me. And
0: it really is important to write those down, isn't it? Because we don't remember it's, or it's hard when you're upset for a period of time to just sit down and go through all of your thoughts and try to pick things out that worked out okay, because you're not in a great mindset to have them written down. And to go back and look is, is really powerful. I love that,
1: that it's called, wait, say it again, the my end of the world journal, right? It's her end of the world journal. That's what she called it. So, you know, but for people who are listening that don't have that now um, and maybe they think it sounds great, but you know how we hear great ideas and then we just don't do them. Um, It is a great idea to keep a journal like that. um, That's separate and, and easily, you know, easy to grab when you're in the midst of something, but just as well, grab a sheet of paper And jot down, we've all got stuff that we've walked through and just jot down a few of those things that were really hard, you know, um, what happened Mm. and what was my fear and then how did it work out? And then if we're really brave, how could I see that this brought a gift that I couldn't have gotten any other way? Mm. And that's a hard, um, it takes a lot of humility uh, especially if the situation is close at hand, if it's farther away, we may be able to find the gift right, in it right. a little bit easier, you know, and, and uh, not everything has a gift. So I don't want to suggest that either. There are some bad things that happen. that, that I don't mean to suggest there's always good that comes out of it, but, but how was I taken care of in the midst of it? Just finding some sort of uh, positive thing that can strengthen our faith muscle at the end so that we can apply it to our current situation
0: and throwing a little science in there too you know that's a um we know that our minds tend to default to the negative and then it takes a period of time to develop that new thought pattern and you know for me coming the years of anxiety i was such a catastrophic and also um universalist thinker that if something bad was happening first of all it was a catastrophe and second of all it would always be bad it was those two things together and so Now, if something bad happens, and we all have triggers, and I know my triggers, and when it happens, or when I think something horrific is going to happen, then I remind myself, you know, you feel this way right now. But remember, this is not forever. And it's probably not going to be a catastrophe. And it takes a lot of training, you know, to get the neurons in your brain to reconnect and stop defaulting to that. Mm -hmm. And I think the journaling can be a really powerful part of that. So, right. I love that. And, and you said that, oh, you said something a minute ago. Uh, oh, just, you also had some examples, and you may have said a couple of times that you did look back and you found the gifts that came out of the difficult circumstances that you wouldn't have had had you not gone
1: through them. Do you want to talk about one or two of those? Sure. And I, so I think it's really helpful when we can ask ourselves, what did we learn Mm-hmm. From that, or if we're in it, you know, how can I use this to grow? And you know, I'm I'm with people when they're like, I don't I don't want to use this at all to grow. I just want it to go away. <laughs> but unfortunately, we can't, you know, grab that magic wand and make all of the hard things go away. But we can let them shape us. So um, I jotted down a couple. I mean, my book, you know, which I use, you know, my life stuff is in my book, and also, you know, I use that in speaking. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have. I mean, a lot of it is about hard things that I've walked through, and I, I wouldn't be an author. I don't suppose without a book or without the the trials that I have been through that forced me on a personal development path long ago. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was a choice. You know, I can either let life beat me or I can learn how to navigate these turns. So, you know, I'm grateful that that this book is here. You know, I'm learning. Um, I still read my books. <laughs> uh, I, hope people, I mean, it, it was given to me. I, I, I just really say that I just kind of, I wrote it down, but, but these mm-hmm. lessons were shown to me as a hand, you know, it's my handbook for life. So that my story, um, I struggled with anorexia and bulimia starting at age 13. And then the final hospitalization was at um, 23. Mm. And, uh, a lot of women struggle with body image, And a dependence on our outside appearance for worth. We give our outside or external appearances so much more value than they really are rather than um, being grateful that we have legs that carry us here or uh, hands and arms that do this for us. And Mm -hmm. so the recovery process from anorexia and bulimia has given me a new way to look at my body that... I wouldn't have gotten any other way. I would have, I, I don't know where I would be if I hadn't completely crashed with my eating disorder and had to, you know, come up with a new way to, to look at my body.
0: Well, and, and another thing, let me interject too, is that, you know, Angela takes that story and she, she speaks to groups specifically. I mean, she speaks about many things, motivational speaking and lots of different things to lots of different groups. But one of her, one of her areas is to speak to groups. Um, to eating disorder groups or young women's teenagers, things like that, in order to take that story. And, and it's helped her, of course, in her life and what she just said with her body image and those things, but it's also now being used to help other people. And that's a huge part of our paths too. Don't you think these difficult things we go through, if we can use them to help other people, then we should.
1: Absolutely. I, I didn't even think of that aspect. I'm, I'm speaking soon to parents, uh, well, it's just friends and family. It's a support group type thing for people uh, that love people who are struggling with an eating disorder. So yes, the different things that I've walked through, that's probably my greatest uh, reward today is knowing I touched a life. I'm further down the road. They are with, um, you know, I've just, I've, I've struggled with so many things and, and I have Joke, but I'm half not joking that God has chosen to make me relatable to a lot of people Mm -hmm. with the hardship that I've walked through because I don't just pat them and say, I'm so sorry. I pat them and say, I know I was there. And so, um, in my own walk, when I've been able to talk to people who are further down the road for me um, in healing from um, an eating disorder or grief or, you know, miscarriages uh, that I've had, you know, I'm sure you know that at some point about me, but, um, yeah, so there's, I can say I've been there and I survived that and, you know, um, you can too. And there's just so much more hope in that than just reading encouragement. That's just kind of generic, mm-hmm. um, you know, encouragement's good, but yes, how it can change a life and how, um, uh, my hope. So thank you for bringing that out because that's probably, the number one thing where I feel I wouldn't have this to give to others. Had I not walked through it myself?
0: No, I mean, you wouldn't have those relationships. You wouldn't have those stories to tell. Um, And, you know, I think about, and and Angela, just like you with, you know, just with, with my history and with the anxiety, there are still days when I have struggles. There are still, I don't think I'll ever be in, in the mental hospital again. I don't think. But there are times when I still struggle, and sometimes I think that it's, in order to part. Well, I don't know if it's in order to, but I, but that definitely keeps me relatable. It keep it it, it allows my heart to still remember what people are going through um, when they have those struggles.
1: Yes, there was a, there was one or two others. Uh, if we still have time, um, I noted that many of my close friendships are as close as they are because we have bonded over challenges that either of us have walked out as opposed to just sharing hobbies or, you know, similar life circumstances, you know, maybe we're both, um, uh, mothers or, you know, we have, um, mm-hmm. the same hobbies, you know, so, um, my friendships, the depth of them, I owe to the hardships that, that both of, you know, friend or i have faced together
0: it does bond you doesn't it Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm
1: um and i just flipped to something in my book it's august 20th bring on the meltdown and uh something jumped out at me let's see where was it um it's the second paragraph sometimes we face bigger fires and they're pushing us to do something we've known we've wanted or needed to do for a long time but we lack the courage or the motivation now the circumstances have intensified and we finally have some added incentive to take appropriate action. So mm. I think hard times also propel us down the road of life. Uh, I can think of, you know, several mm. situations Well, my health stuff, my body just started falling apart as a, as a pharmaceutical rep. And it became evident that, that I could no longer do that. And it felt like the end of the world but <laughs> given it, was. it wasn't, it birthed a whole new life. I mean, it was a very difficult several years and then ended up surgeries and rehabbing, but it birthed something new. And it gave me the courage because I have to say a couple years before that happened, I had already been feeling the promptings to do something different. Mm-hmm. But I was comfortable. Yeah. I was real comfortable in my little cush job. And, and uh, I just, that was safer. So that's the other thing about difficult times is if we allow them to, they can give us the courage to maybe go for that thing or make a change that's long been needing to happen. But now we're kind of back into a corner and we Mm -hmm. have to make a decision to do something different. I hope
0: you couldn't hear my keyboard, but um,
1: no, I didn't. I I typed real quick. I, I
0: typed hard times propel us down the road of life, I think is what you said. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's really good. Yep. That's really good. I, I want to definitely put that out there for people to make sure they see, because I thought that, I mean, you've had a lot of moments here where we've been talking, where
1: I've just really thought you had some powerful things to say. So. Oh, thank you. I'm really Our brilliant. conversations are always so good. They always, I think, bring out, um, I don't know, we sound so smart sometimes. And I'm thinking. Don't we
0: sound smart?
1: I think we do. And I I hope people can laugh when I say that. I mean, sometimes it's just two people together, you know, you and I have really enlightened conversations sometimes. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, with the topic, I'm kind of in the midst of struggle and I'm thinking, Oh boy, I hope we can come up with something good. And, and uh, you know, well, we are, we've already said that we're Christian. So, you know, God has shown up and, and uh, helped us say things that hopefully help others as well as helping ourselves.
0: Well, I, I, I absolutely love what you talked about. And I want to know, of course, I'll post all of the links and things in the show notes, but what, what would you like for the listeners to do as far as, um, how can you best help them? Should it be, get your book, follow your blog, um, book you to speak all of those things. Is there anything you want to say as opposed to me just putting in the show notes for you moving forward?
1: Oh, I mean, that's all good. I I love uh, the season that I'm in is a season of, of, of serving and being here, sharing my life experiences with other people. And so all the things that you mentioned are ways that I do that. I have a reader's group on Facebook. People can put in hashtag finding the gift and I'm available to, you know, respond to, uh, comments, the daily, the daily, um, mindfulness meditation book that I have is something that I often will you know, take whatever the reading for the day was and then talk about it a little bit more or and I love to hear when people feel like it really spoke to them and, and yes. that they want to maybe discuss it or expand on it some more. And then I've had people that have asked for a second book and the content still is still coming. I don't know when I'll put together another collection, but I, mm-hmm. I do send out um, one new, you know, daily meditation every Tuesday morning. So people can go to AngelaHowell.com and um, sign up to receive that weekly meditation and it's free. And I give them a free gift for doing that uh, 10 secrets to finding the gift. And that's content that's not in the book, but those are those, that would probably go really well with what we're talking about here, because one of the, that's one right. of the ones is be your own best friend. So when you're, you know, how to be okay, when everything is not okay, we can be our own worst enemy or our own best friend. Mm-hmm. and I, I think our pastor even talked about that this past week, how we can, we can get in our own way. And I am certainly guilty of that. And so I have, um, ways that I use music or walks, something when, when I'm really struggling and I can't seem to get my mind into a better, you know, space, then, you know, how can I be a good friend to myself? I can take myself on a walk. I can listen to inspirational music. I can call a good friend. So many things. Yes, yes, yes. So, well, and if you
0: if you do follow Angela, you know, go on Facebook, there are times where she will do just that even live and just say, or recorded and then posted later. Um, I was feeling down or I was just kind of black. And I said, I need to go for a walk. And then she's given this great gift.
1: Exactly. I'm, I'm, and as you say that, I'm just so full of gratitude because it happens almost every time I go for a walk. If, if I'm open. So that's the thing is uh, our eyes have got to be open Mm. to receive the gifts you know it wouldn't do much good if i walked up to you and i handed you a gift and you had your eyes shut well you're not going to reach your hands out to receive the gift so yep. we mm-hmm. have to have our our hands open to receive and our eyes open ears open and more gifts will come when we're looking for them
0: oh i have to type that one too <laughs>
1: so okay so angela what you're going to do is you're going to send me
0: just those appropriate you know the links to your facebook group to wherever you want them to get your book to your to sign up for your email, whatever it is, you're going to send those to me. Um, I'm going to post them in the show notes. I'm also going to post a few um, quote cards probably because, and give Angela credit because she said a lot of really powerful things here. And then listeners will just stay in touch with you by following you that way. And I just, I I just thank you so much. I love everything you said. I got a lot of nuggets. So.
1: Oh, thank you, Tammy. I always love talking to you. I think we, we elevate one another in a beautiful way and I just appreciate you so much.
0: Amen. Well, I appreciate you too. Thanks, Angela.
1: Okay. Talk to you okay. later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's our time for
0: today. I just know that today touched you. So please pass the show link along to a friend or two. Head over to TammyWest.com to get information if you'd like for me to speak at your next event. And also, you will find there all of the promised info and links we talked about today, from the quotes to Angela's contact, her blog, her book, and more. Remember, the monthly giveaway always comes from leaving a comment on the blog there in the show notes, so be sure to do that. And thank you so much for listening. It means so much to me. Finally, remembering our mental and emotional well-being goal, I hope that you will renew your thoughts daily. Adopt empowering language that prevents verbal harm to yourself and others. And make positive mental and emotional choices every single day of your life. And until next time, consider yourself...